I want to just talk to you for a little few minutes tonight about don't let go of the truth you've learned. You know, in the world we live in today, there's all kinds of goofy ideas and weird philosophies, both in the natural world and the, and the church world. And we hear people doing crazy things, don't seem to have any common sense and all kinds of alternative lifestyles and bizarre behavior. And sometimes you hear people talking about stuff and you listen to them for a little bit and you, talk, you can tell they really don't know what they're talking about. This, this is in the natural and this is also over in the church world. And so, you know, there's fads and shortcuts, promises to, that are too good to be true, and they probably are. But you, you don't, if you've been around as long as I have, you've figured out there's, been, there's fads that come and go and different things in the church world. And these things get some people messed up. And I just want to talk to you tonight about staying true to what you have, the truth that you have learned. It, you know, we see a lot of churches today and they've got people, but there, there is no solid scriptural foundation for what they're teaching. It's more of a feel good type situation, more of a you can make it uh, and you can if you know the word of God but they it, it seems like they don't put any scripture with it and you see some churches that have no scriptural bounding some church people don't have any boundaries or not for their conduct the Bible has boundaries hello and you see people in churches that they don't really have a central point of truth of Christ. And you see some people that once were turned on, they have left their spiritual roots. They no longer believe what they used to believe. They exchange the truth of God's word for the latest thing and teaching that comes down the pike. And you got to realize just because it's on Christian television doesn't mean that it's really the truth of God's word. So I want to just look at some things tonight for a few minutes. I know you probably know most of this, but it's good to remind you this. Sometimes we have to be reminded of things. How many of you have to, when you're, well, you have, some of you have kids now and some of you have kids that are grown and grandkids. How, how many of you ever had to remind your kids of something? Yep. How many wives have to remind their husbands of things? Oh, and I, <laughs> I got, I got all the ladies on my side now, guys. <laughs> I want us to look for a minute here at what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy. In 2 Timothy 1, 13. 2 Timothy 1, 13. 
I'm going to read the New King James and the, then the NLT. Hold fast the pat- pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which you committed was committed to you, keep holy, keep, the, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Now you could say that hold fast to the pattern of sound doctrine which you've heard from him because that's what, that's what he's talking about. Now let's look at this in the NLT. Hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me. A pattern shaped by faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that's been entrusted to you. Now I want to especially look at these three things that Paul mentioned here. Wholesome teaching, faith, and love. He said, here he said, he said, hold on to the pattern of the wholesome teaching you learn from me, a pattern shaped by faith and love. Today, people want to, <laughs> they don't want to take the whole, hear the whole counsel of God's word. Uh, many Christians have discarded walking in love. Uh, if you look at Facebook, you can see that. I don't ever put, I don't ever put nothing on there. Even on my own page, I don't hardly ever put anything on it. Except I remind people about camp meeting. I'm fixing to do that, but that's about all I ever do. But I see what everybody else is putting on there. And, and they, they, you know, let me go on. Because of this, we see people crashing and burning in their faith. If it's not their way, then it's the highway. Well, I'm going to tell you what. When I went into the army, the first thing they said to us that first, that, we got there about two o'clock in the morning up here at Lindenwood, Missouri. And the next morning they fell us out there. And the first thing they said to us, they said, there's the right way, the wrong way, and the army way. And as long as you're in the army, you'll do it the army way. I got any army buddies here that ever heard that? Yeah, I got some back there. Well, there's the way some people do it, and there's the Bible way, the only way. Okay? Now, as I share with you some things here in this message, I want you to be reminded of some things. Hold fast to our foundation that's based on the word of God, not on somebody's theory or somebody's doctrine that they made up. It's based on what the word of God says. If you look at what we believe, the 16 fundamentals that we believe, you'll find that they're all based on the word of God, not some tradition. And Paul, uh, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. 
if you can rightly divide the word of truth, then you can wrongly divide the word of truth. And some people take a one verse and they run off with it without looking at the rest of scripture and they build doctrines on that. You can't do that. I want to remind you, the word of God said, everything will be established on what? Two or three. Right? Well, my dad used to say, there are too many Christians majoring on the minors issues of the Bible instead of the major truths of the word of God. They're arguing over certain things that really doesn't matter a whole lot. Now, when I was in Bible school and in theology and some of that stuff, and we were studying the Council of Nicene and some of all these other things. And one of the, they had a council that way back sometime or another, I don't know when it was, and they gathered together to discuss how many angels could dance on the head of a, of a, of a needle or a pen or something. I see Tad down there shaking his head. I think he might've been in some of those kind of class, you know, but today people can take truth of the word of God and build a doctrine on one scripture to justify what they believe. I want to encourage you to believe what you've been taught. If you're a part of Rhema or a Rhema graduate or a follower of this ministry, then we have given you the whole counsel of the word of God. In fact, there's a book called All Things Are Possible that's written by, by a man named Harold and uh, he, he, he was writing the sort of the history of the charismatic movement back in the 70s. And just about everybody he was there, I sat with him while he interviewed my dad. He was, a, he was a professor at the University of Alabama in Birmingham. And in that, how many of you read that? I know some of you that have been were students, we had it as a textbook. And in that, he talked about dad and he said, from the time he come off the bed of affliction in 1933, he's still teaching the same thing. He had and he said, some of the rest of them, they go off here and they go off there, but said he has maintained a straight, just teaching the same thing. Why? Because it's the word of God. There are a lot of times people go out and minister sometimes. They keep trying to find something, something new that will give them a, a platform or a name. Hey, you don't need other, no, no other platform except God said it. I believe it. That settles it. That's the only platform you need. <laughs> you know, 
if you look around here, we always teach what the word says. That's what the word rhema, it's a Greek word. Rhema, really, it's got that little deal over the top of it. And it actually means just word, spoken word. We mean it, the spoken logos, the spoken word of God. That's what we mean it for. Now, we believe in the unchanging, immovable word of God. We believe in the power of God. We believe in the power in every promise in the word. We believe the word, the word of God prevails over ever in any circumstance that comes our way. If it's said that it's promised in the word, we believe that he will perform it. If he said it in this word, then we can have it. He said we can have salvation and we do. He said we could be healed and we can. He said we can be delivered and we have. How many of you have been delivered from some, some kind of accident or something, you know? Hallelujah. He said we can have protection. We can and we do. He said we can have prosperity and we can and we do, but not to the extreme that some people have teaching it. Hello. I'm just going to be honest with you up here tonight. They're, they're, they're taking scriptures that don't have anything to do with prosperity or money and making it a money scripture. All you got to do is read the whole context of what they're talking, you know. Now, God does promise to bless you. He said that the blessing, see, you got to go back. Don't, don't get hung up on all this stuff. Just go back and see what the word says in, in chapter three of Galatians. The blessing Abraham come on to who? Us, the Gentiles. Well, what was the blessing of Abraham? Well, he was redeemed from death. And that doesn't mean physical death, that's spiritual death. It says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Didn't know what it said in the word. And then it said that he was redeemed from sickness and poverty. Study and find out who Abraham, what, how God blessed Abraham. Come on. You see, we need to get the right perspective in prosperity. You know, I've seen people, man, I've had people say to me, well, bless God, I gave money and I hadn't received nothing. I hadn't received no hundredfold. Well, my dad said, you're not ever going to receive a hundredfold on every offering or everything you give. You stop and think about it. All right, how many of you have been giving for years? Think about how much that would be if it had been a hundredfold. But how many of you have received prosperity or blessing from that giving? It says 60, 40, 30. I mean, you know, everybody looking at prosperity just from the money standpoint. How many of you have 
had some fantastic deal come your way. That's because you give. Come on now. We need, we, see, we need to think about these things and not get way off over in the ditch over here or in the ditch here. Stay in the middle of the road. If you ever heard my dad teach, he would say that all the time. He said, too many people get in this ditch and too many people get in this ditch. He said, when the truth is right down the center. You can take anything in the word of God and push it to the extreme. Hello. You know, we must hold fast to our foundation of faith. Come on now. I just mentioning a few things here that we've got to hold, you know, hold fast to the foundation of God's word. Not what tradition says, not what somebody's teaching. Well, brother, so-and-so said, I don't care, brother, so-and-so said it. If it don't line up with other scripture, forget it. Somebody said, well, you're getting brave. Well, I'm old enough to do that. I've been, I've been preaching for 65 years. Doug Jones sat back there. He traveled with dad and so many out on the road and he can tell you that I ain't saying nothing that he hadn't heard my dad say. Is that right, Doug? Wave your hand, Doug. He's shaking his hand back there. That's where he learned it too. That's where Craig learned it. That's where a lot of you learned it. Hello. Somebody was talking something about giving and and so forth recently, <laughs> it was, it was actually on the, it was on, I swear it was on Facebook and they were going over all that and somebody, I don't know who it was. They just put on there and I didn't even bother to look at the name. They said, if you want to know the truth about all of this, go read Kenneth E. Hagin's book, uh, uh, the Midas touch. I thought, okay. Man, there was a whole dialogue. You know, you know, I don't know what some of them not on Facebook. You see all these people get to go. How many of you ever noticed that on there? Well, this person, he just, he, he said, if you want to put an end to all this that y'all have been talking about, go read Kenneth, Kenneth E. Hagin's book, The Midas Touch. I thought, hey, that's a good answer. If you want to know the truth about Prosperity, read my dad's book, The Midas Touch. Some of you don't even know this, but you know how the book Midas Touch came out? Tony Cook sat right over there in his office and asked him all of these different questions. And he and they had a tape recorder and he answered it. And that's how the book, The Midas Touch, was put out. A lot of people have said, oh, that come from Ken Jr. And that's what I used to call me because his middle initial was different from mine. So I had to go by Junior until he went. And then I went back to my record name, Kenneth W. But because uh, they, they, they accused me and said, well, that, that's not Brother Hagin. That's Ken Jr. And that's not what he believes. I looked one guy in the eye and I told him, I said, that's exactly what he believed because he's the one that said it. We have the tape. That's where it came from. He said, I still don't believe it. I said, well, then go jump in the creek. (laughs) Anybody that's that dumb, they don't deserve any more kind of an answer. Hold fast to our foundation of faith. 
Where is our foundation of faith found, people? Where at? Come on, tell me where it is. Mark, what? Mark 11, 22 through 24. So Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. For surely I say unto you, whosoever says this mountain, be thou removed, does not cast, does not, <laughs> be thou removed, may cast in sea and does not doubt in his heart, but should believe what he says, he'll have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Every one of you, most of you out there can quote those just verbatim, Right? How many of you quote those scriptures? Yeah. Well, half the crowd anyway. Well, if the rest of you can't, go learn them. Because that is the foundation of your faith. You know, let me ask you a question. Are these verses still as meaningful to you today as they were the first day that you got the revelation of Mark 11, 22, 20? 24. Do these verses still bring the thrill to your heart? Now, are you still acting on these truths to release the power of God in your life? See, God told dad, go teach my people faith. And that's what he did. He took the message as far as he could take it. I heard him, I've heard him say, I preach it from the Atlantic to the Pacific and from the Gulf of Mexico to the Canadian border. And then in later years, he, he went across the border. He made it, he met, only made two or three trips internationally and he came back home and said, hey, you young boys are gonna do that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. But he preached it wherever he went. He preached it when it wasn't popular. Y'all, almost all y'all come in when it was popular. Hey, he preached it back in the late 40s, early 50s, 60s when it wasn't popular. In fact, my wife sitting there, her dad was, was a minister. He, he got, even in, our, in his own denomination, he got blackballed by a lot of people. But he preached it anyway because it was the word of God. Many of those that talked against him in later years <laughs> become to realize that they needed that faith that he is talking about and changed their tune. He wrote books about it. He taught us, his family about it. That's where I learned it, by listening and watching. Then he said, we're going to start a Bible school. And I knew then that's how, because he'd say, how am I going to get this message out? I'm just one man. When he said, we're going to start the Bible school, I knew that's how it's going to go. 2003, when he went to be with the Lord, that passed to the next generation. Me, Annette, Craig, Denise, 
And that's what we're still doing. That same message of faith based on God's word, not on somebody's experience, not on somebody's prophecy, based on the word of God. I see too many Christians today trying to base their life on some, some experience that somebody had or some prophecy that somebody gave. Let me tell you what. Prophecy in the New Testament and today, because we, we are still a part of the early church. Acts, what did not stop with chapter 28. We are still a part of that church. And I see too many people today that they have drawn back from all of that. We should keep doing today the same thing that we've been doing all of the time. The faith message. It's the word of God. It's what God said. Too many people, like I said, are basing their life on some experience or some prophecy that somebody gave. In fact, you heart, now a lot of people take prophecies that dad said and they publish and so forth, but you hardly ever see us publishing a word of faith or anything else, a prophecy that he gave. You know why? Because the prophecy that, that you give out sometimes is for that group of people and not for somebody else. Dad used to say that. But the prophecy in the New Testament should fall under the category of what? Exhortation. Comfort. What's the third one? Edification. Am I right or wrong? If somebody gives a prophecy to you, say, oh, the Lord is what the Lord's saying. And it doesn't ring true with anything that you have. Put it on the shelf and forget it. Hello. I, in my lifetime, have seen people pastoring a really nice, good church. Everything's great. And somebody come by, giving a prophecy out, said, and said, you're supposed to leave this and go do such and such. And they did it. And their ministry went downhill from there. Don't look at me like that. Because that's what happens. Base everything on this word, like Paul said, told Timothy, and it's in there for us. We must remain convinced of what the word says. Now I got to hurry. You know, faith and holding on to the foundation of the word of God will take you past normal, natural limitations. Faith based on the word of God will bring you through the difficulties of life. 
Is it necessary for you to have money? Is it necessary for you to have cash money? How many of you got money or a credit card in your pocket or or a debit card in your pocket right now? You don't leave home without it, do you? Huh? Then don't leave home without your solid foundation in the word of God. Hello? Now hold fast to our foundation of love. And I got three minutes. Galatians 5, 6. Faith in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor non-circumcision avails anything. Now that he's talking to the Jew and to the Gentile. You could just... For faith in Christ Jesus, neither the Jew nor the Gentile avails anything, but faith works through love. Some people don't like that clause, faith work, working through love. But it's plain and simple. It's there. You know, everybody always wants to read Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, but they don't, nobody reads 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them that their father in heaven may also forgive you. That's walking in love. Truth is love is part of our foundation. Actually, you can't have strong faith without a strong love walk. Many people recognize my dad, Kenneth E. Hagin, for his faith, but his love walk was greater than his faith. I watched him being criticized, like I said a while ago. He didn't, he didn't try to refute it. He didn't try to defend himself. He just kept walking in love, preaching the word of God. Didn't even say anything bad about them either. That's, what I, that's the household I grew up in. And it had an influence upon me. And actually, I have a mini book that I got out there, Faith Works by Love. If you want to get your faith working and it's not working, go out there and get that book. It'll help you because faith works by love. Now, people don't lie. Oh, yeah, I believe in God. Yeah. And I just saw you not act in love. I'm not going to forgive that old person. They shouldn't have done what they've done to me. I'm on Well, then your, your faith's not going to work. I have people come up to me all the time and say, you for, I need you to forgive me. I said, for what? They said, oh, don't you remember one time? I said, no, I don't remember it. Why? Because I choose to forget it and go ahead and walk in love and pray for them. That's what the Bible says to do. I better hurry. There's more people ready to fight than they are to have faith. And more people insisting on having their way, whether it's the right way or not. Well, I'm just going to quit, okay? All of your great knowledge, all your great faith, all the miracles is not going to do you any good if, you can't, if you're not walking in love. Everybody stand up. Don't let go of the truth you've learned. Don't let go of the truth you learn. Did I help remind anybody anything tonight? Because that's all I want to do. I know that I'm reminding you 
hey, this, this is what we stand on. The word of God, not experience, not prophecies, not somebody said, I got a word for you. I got a letter the other day. They had a word for me. You know where that letter ended up? I got a trash can right there beside my desk. That's where it went. Because the word they were having, it did not line up with God and his word. So it couldn't have been a word from the Lord. If it's a word from the Lord, it will line up with what the word of God says. Hello. One time a person said, you know, they prophesied that I was going to have a great music ministry. So I went to take voice lessons and they told me there's no use that you're tone deaf. What am I going to do about that prophecy from God? I said, forget it. Heavenly Father, tonight I just tried to remind these people to hold on to the foundation of the Word of God that they've been raised on. Help us all to stay with the truth of God's Word, no matter what anybody else says or what some idea that somebody comes up with. If it's not lined up with the Word of God, we let it go. Thank you, Father, for the Word. The Word will see us through when nothing else will. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just a little word here. The word will see you through when nothing else will. The word will bring you peace. The word will bring you through the worst condition that you can see. The word will bring you out on the other side and you can shout and jump and be glad because you stayed with the word. And the word delivered you. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's what I heard in the spirit. So I spoke it out. Amen. Amen. I trust you got something tonight. But I just, you know how pastor is. Sometimes I just talk to you. I don't really try to preach sometimes. I just want to talk to you out of my heart. And that's what I did tonight.